Welcome to States of Poetry. My name is Dylan Gunawardner, and I'm the Assistant Editor of Australian Book Review. States of Poetry is a national project funded by Copyright Agency's Cultural Fund. These are the first national or federally arranged poetry anthologies published in this country. Each state selection has been edited by a senior poet who has chosen six local poets. The state anthologies appear on our website with introductions from the state editors and other materials. Here to introduce his poems, No Name or Rank Supplied, Flags and The Notebooks, is Jeff Page. This is Jeff Page. I live in Canberra, have done for the last 50 years. I've been here for 50 years and writing for 40 years and had a lot to do with poetry in Canberra and I'm preceded by a notable generation of people like Alec Hope and Judith Wright, David Campbell and so on and those people are still fresh in my memory. Canberra's always punched above its weight, as it were, in terms of poetry. You know, the, the number of poets with a national presence who live in Canberra are disproportionate to those perhaps that live elsewhere. Quantity is not everything, and it hasn't always been like that, but I think it has built up in recent years, and some of the local poets have become a bit more energised, a bit more ambitious than they once were. They've got a bit more of a national presence. And there was always a bit of a controversy, you know, between Sydney and Melbourne, and Canberra's always slightly out of that particular conflict. You were recruited on one side or the other, you know, for the Poetry Wars, which have evolved over time in quite interesting ways. The original Poetry Wars were between people who were influenced by the New Yorkers and those who are interested more by Australian poets and some English poets. And then it's evolved now as so some conflict between people who loosely call avant-gardists and people who are a bit more traditional in their aesthetic. There's an element of conflict there, and I suppose another 10 years it'll evolve in some other direction that I probably won't be here to witness, but it'll be interesting. I propose to read poems that Jen Webb has chosen. I think they're reasonably typical of my current output. You know, there's a slightly political edge, a slightly religious edge, and a little bit of dream world. I'll start with this one called No Name or Rank Supplied, and it's based on a photograph I saw in a newspaper of a review about the bloodshed in World War I, particularly in 1916, and the shooting of people who demonstrated cowardice in the face of the enemy. No Name or Rank Supplied. We're looking down the barrel of a 303 Lee Enfield, standard issue through until the early 1960s. The others in the firing squad have all been cropped away, it seems. He's an officer, we think. That small, smart cap betrays him. His hair's well-trimmed and businesslike. Seems somehow unduly clean to be an executioner. The scene most likely is in England, following some short appeal. We hear the heel click somewhere. Fifteen foreshortened yards are widely stretched between them. This man who wields a rifle and the man who will be killed. Hands behind his back and tied there to a pole. A white patch on his heart. The blindfold also white. The photograph is all perspective. It offers nothing else. We shape a story for ourselves. The crumpled wretch, a miner, collected in Lord Derby's scheme that final German barrage proving one too much. The officer, an Eton man. But maybe that's not right. The victim could be stooped with classics, unsuited to the field. The shooter, an ambitious clerk who's clambered through the ranks to be one of all those subalterns flattened in the first few weeks. The caption says just, British soldier, no name or rank supplied. I should add at the end of that that Australia was the only 
participant in World War One that didn't have capital punishment for cowardice in the face of the enemy, uh, because they were all volunteers. Even New Zealand actually had a, a few episodes of that. It's a poem called Flags, and it deals with the vexed issue of whether January 26th is a day on which we should celebrate or perhaps be more than a little embarrassed. Flags, January 26th. The honours list has been announced. Recipients are humbled. Three jet fighters, adolescent, fly past, proving nothing. Fireworks later on are promised. None of this requires my serious attention. How many million barbecues? Our tall ships and our 60,000 years attempt a sort of balance, along with sundry new arrivals, delivered without fuss by a fishing boat or plane, and living out their thanks, with just a few offshore serving an eternal penance, and some down here more miserable than we imagine they should be. What other birthplace would I want? Half a dozen max worldwide would be no less congenial. And so it is today, the 26th, with beer in hand, and no particular excitement, I am a patriot in waiting, waving lines like these. This poem's called The Notebooks, and it's uh, based on a friend of mine whose mother was a well-known poet, and that poet kept all her notebooks for uh, 30 years, really, and of all the material that her mother left, it was the notebooks that she decided to keep for herself, and the rest went to the National Library. The Notebooks. Thirty years of dreams are stored in notebooks written down on waking. Her daughters kept them all, imagining her mother moves among those shimmering and scribbled layers on a bedside table. Those narratives live on, she's sure, in all their raw hallucinations, their sudden runs of ecstasy, their weird humiliations. Yet from her own, the daughter knows how quickly dreams disperse, albeit still a minor guide to all that daylight tries to hide.